0: Welcome to Fill to Flourish with Luke and Lauren,
1: where emotional health takes a stage and your story matters.
0: Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad to have you here for another episode of the Fill to Flourish podcast. In this episode, we do have a guest, but this is a Flourish therapy guest that you haven't met yet. Um, our dear friend and colleague and now co-worker, Bethany Randall, she is coming on to share about herself, about her um, counseling paradigm and her passion for healing, and just give you a chance to kind of get to know what makes her tick and what she loves in this world. So um, first off, just for those of you, maybe you haven't heard the podcast before, we have a uh, practice, a virtual global practice for trauma healing and brain retraining. It's located in Thailand, but we work with clients all over the world. We do individual work, couples work, and intensives in person or virtual. So um, flourishtherapy.co is our site, and you can follow us there on different social media channels to know what we're all about. But thank you for listening to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So we are going to to know bethany a little bit so bethany has a master's of clinical counseling which includes in-depth training and practice of the use of expressive arts for healing and nervous system regulation her work which includes nearly a decade of cross-cultural trauma and healing partnerships nourishes clients well-being by integrating exploration of the mind-body connection cultivation of self-compassion and personally meaningful creative expression Bethany has experienced partnering with clients in addressing traumatic experience, anxiety, depression, bodily expressions of trauma, grief, spiritual issues, family of origin impact, and the processing of life transitions. So that is her wonderful professional bio. And in this episode, you'll get to go even deeper of getting to know um, her as a person, because guess what? Therapists are her people. Go figure. <laughs> So welcome, Bethany. It's wonderful to be with you every single time we're together. Oh, yes. Friends.
1: (laughs) Just hearing that bio. It is. You can you can hear why we want her to work with us. She's just an amazing, amazing person. We've learned so much from her and it's so excited that she's joining us. She's an amazing person.
2: Thank you for having me. (sighs)
0: All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, more of the personal, like, where are you from, where you live, and what your family um, looks like.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So I am a mom. I have two um, wild and courageous little guys. And we are, I'm from Louisiana. Um, My husband and I met in university there. And we actually live in Chiang Mai, but are in the States right now. So that's how I met you two lovely people mm-hmm. there in Chiang Mai. Yes. Um, and we, we look forward to being back home there um, this coming summer. Yes. Yeah.
1: We miss you. We want you to come back.
0: We miss you, God bless you. <laughs> It's awesome with our virtual work, um, able to see people all over the world. And so this works great for taking clients, Um, but it will be so nice to have the in-person energy when we can connect um, Mm -hmm. for meetings and just vision casting this practice together. But we're thankful for Zoom and that we can still see your wonderful countenance and love through the screen. So- tell us this some of these questions I don't know even though we are also so some of them I'm not sure of so I'm excited about that and also Bethany doesn't know these questions we didn't give them to her in advance just so she could just say what comes to mind so what did you want (laughs) to be when you were a little girl I
2: wanted to be an ice skater because I thought they were magical (laughs) <laughs> coming from louisiana where you see about you know a quarter inch of snow and there's no traffic on the roads and um, uh, nothing every the world stops i just
0: ooh, thought they were so cool that's the perfect I love that. little bethany
2: <laughs> so picture me as a six-year-old like
0: like this you know this is awesome that's
2: Spoiler so- alert it didn't happen
0: no, not yet. You never know. <laughs> That's right. Chiang Mai Chiang. also doesn't have much ice skating.
1: I was gonna say Chiang Mai is not a great place for ice skaters.
2: <laughs> We've actually been to one place. There is. There's a training rink. Really? Crazy Uh-oh. enough. Wow. Yes.
1: We, we did notice. There were, we did go to an ice rink one here. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. they could
2: train here though. That's yeah. There's like teams and stuff. Um, Our youngest laid down on the ice because he wasn't feeling it. He just kind of <laughs> laid there.
0: <so. laughs> Anyway, that's great. Okay, (laughs) Okay, that's awesome. So, if you can imagine the perfect day without any Mm. responsibilities, any shoulds, no expectations, what would you do? What would it look like? Or what could it look like for you? This
2: is a very glimmery question. Mm -hmm. Speaking of (laughs) glows and glimmers. Um, For me, um, it would be. Taking a lift up the mountain where where we used to live. Um, we used to live in Eastern Europe for a while. We would take a lift up the mountain and I would have my book with me or coffee or tea and just be able to sit in some kind of field and read, listen to music, munch on something. I, happy as a clam, <laughs> just to explore and relax up there. Yeah, that's, that's
0: a magical day to me.
1: Amazing. That, that sounds magical.
0: It does. <laughs> when we we met you what's it been about five years ago now
1: yeah
0: um I remember being like huh very intrigued by how you were just nature called to you Mm -hmm. and you would just need to get out into nature and you talked about it like food like it was (laughs) and I was just true very very intrigued by it because I hadn't yet connected back to nature um I still I wasn't to the place in my healing where nature felt like Mm. good to me or you know I just hadn't reconnected and so Mm. you were um almost like an open door invitation to like look at what awaits you out here Mm. you guys you guys can enjoy this too but in this most as you'll get to know, Bethany, she has this most non-pressury way of inviting people and not yes. like I never felt like a crappy human, that I didn't enjoy nature. Yep. I just was I longed for it because you did. And cool. I saw how much it just made you light up,
1: yeah, so. Beth, Bethany embodies the pillar of beauty, yeah, You're just always the seeking body. beauty yes. and goodness mm-hmm. mm. and inviting other people into it.
0: Yeah, it's so contagious.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Y'all are so kind and generous. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is, it is like oxygen. And for different people, different things feed us, right, and nur- yeah. nourish us and bring us alive. Um, yeah. Notice, I mean, I love to hike, but note that I said I'd love to ride the lift up. Whereas for other people, they're gonna want to hike that whole mountain and down in one day. You know. Right. Um, yeah. But it is, it is finding those. For for me and also also for my for my husband too, too to to find those things that feed our souls, it, mm-hmm. it makes
0: the whole the difference in
2: the world. You know,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, I love that day. That image of that day. That sounds lovely. <clears throat> you can come. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just come with me today. <laughs> so, what are some of your favorite foods or cuisines? Ooh explore that for a minute with us food
2: is also very happy (laughs) um yeah I um I love Greek food makes me happy where we used to live in Bulgaria we ate a lot of Mediterranean type food Mm -hmm. um and it's fun to me to make that at home also Indian food which I have no idea how to make but I will happily clap for anyone (laughs) who can and will feed it to me um I mean I like all the food food. but those are two of my favorites when we go on dates we have um what do you call it? there's one Indian restaurant in Chiang Mai that we go to almost every time we're adventurous in lots of areas of life right there's no need to do it everywhere that's right so we enjoy our little Indian date spot Uh it's so wonderful
0: we haven't been there. We'll have to. We'll have to do a double date to that. Yes, please. Yeah, so, so good. Favorite favorite dishes tonight. Um, I'm actually part of a book club, and we are Fun. doing um, yeah, Jamaican food tonight. So there's actually a Jamaican restaurant in our town. Wow, this town is full of little gems. Um, such a beautiful international city, or you know, has international influence in. But yeah, we're ordering Jamaican food. So that will be the first time I've had Jamaican food. So I'm excited about that.
2: That sounds like so much fun. Enjoy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like fun. I'll say something to you, hon. All right, thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is some of the biggest surprises of adulthood to you? Ooh. Mm. That's a very powerful question. This could go in many directions, but whatever, whatever
1: it is.
2: You notice I close my eyes a lot when you ask a question. It helps me to like settle in and think. (laughs) Um, Some of the biggest surprises of adulthood. Well, I think.
1: How easy it is.
2: Oh, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't think I'll laugh harder throughout this entire chat (laughs) than at that. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe some of it is also probably tied to being a woman too, like um, for me personally. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like there's so much that we don't talk about that is, well, uh, my experience has been harder than I thought it would be or more challenging Mm -hmm. than I thought it would be. Um, And because I didn't hear a lot of other people expressing that, I thought, I, mm-hmm. it must be me, mm-hmm. you know, so just, yeah, the challenges of having new babies when our little ones were small, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all, it's not always like the movies. It can be such a, it can be a struggle. And that doesn't yeah. mean you don't love yeah. your little ones, of course. Um, hmm. That was one of the biggest surprises.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think as my, as you can hear my kids factor a lot into my thinking sometimes, but just as they grow through different stages, Um yeah. constantly noticing how much my own story comes up, yeah, right? But- and needing to see that for myself, try to care for myself, but also be gentle with myself because it's very mm-hmm. easy to not yeah. be, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want to be the best caregivers we can possibly be, you know? Yes. Um, and I think that that has surprised me. I guess I just had a very a view of parenthood that, you know, it just happens. Yeah. But I think right, yeah, it's just been a lot of learning of okay, this is going. I, I am constantly learning and growing right alongside of them. Just a couple of decades ahead, you know. Right. Um, and I guess I just didn't expect that, and I'm thankful now. To be settling into, like, okay, this is okay. I'm yeah. not the only one. That's another reason I'm thankful for you guys because mm-hmm. you share your journey and you're growing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah. That's two of the, the biggest.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> I think any parent can re- uh, relate to that um, yeah. struggle. Yeah. I would definitely agree. Like, I thought parenting kind of just happened. and. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always <laughs> just happen.
2: Yeah. We need our people to yeah. right to bounce things off of and to learn from and to be vulnerable yeah. with. A community you know, and the challenge support. Intense. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I just wanted to acknowledge the kind of blessing and curse that being a trauma-informed individual slash practitioner, <laughs> it's 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 such a gift because you can you can inter, um, interject into these painful patterns and these patterns mm-hmm. of harm, and you can try to re- recorrect. Um, mm-hmm. I'm missing the words. You can help change the future for your kids. Yeah. And, um, that awareness. Yeah. Right, that awareness is huge, but it also is such a burden, right? Because we know about childhood trauma and the the lifelong impacts, and we know about attachment styles, and we know these things. Mm -hmm. So it creates this like, wow, there's hope, and awareness will help me do better, but also this massive burden. Yeah. Um. And I think you alluded to that with like the you feel alone in that until you realize, oh, wow, other parents are struggling in the same way. Um of wanting so desperately to to do right by their kids and to love them and to not cause more harm than good, like yep. to yes. nurse the
1: good. Mm.
2: Just recently, if it's okay to yeah. share this here, you know, I've heard, and I want to give the correct attribution, but the, there's a quote that the biggest gift we can give to our kids is knowing and understanding our own story. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for not knowing exactly who I read that from. Um, and the older I get, the more I understand. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> excuse me, the longer I'm at this like, okay, it is important to be curious and warmly curious, right? About, mm-hmm. oh, why does this cause me such frustration? Or why do I feel so stuck in this, you know, XYZ moment of of momming or co-parenting with my partner, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That yeah. that awareness. It, it just sounded like a, like that's a very smart sounding statement. I should agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> you know? But but it it's one of those things that for me has slowly sunk in over time. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Being aware
2: of my yeah. own tender places matters and how I right. continue to partner with my
1: kids meaningfully. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. When I heard the heard about the book, uh, Parenting from the Inside Out, I was like, that sounds really good. And but then like over the years, it's like <laughs> like uh washing over me newly like oh that's what that means oh that's what that means oh. <laughs> that's
0: it's so many time.
1: yeah dynamics and time and work and intentionality to oh. to know how much your story influences your parenting and it's not just being irritated with them it's being mm. triggered it's being not triggered by them but triggered too by them, but also triggered
2: Shift.
1: your story because of uh, the season they're in, and mm-hmm. um, similarities of personalities of people. and it's just like there's, there's like there's just so many dynamics um, that can touch on our stories that we have to be aware of those stories, or else our story continues to drive us instead of right. um, inform informed yeah
0: um we have an episode last week so audience if this little soundbite of a conversation is intriguing last week we did uh a, a, not last week two weeks ago we published um with a parenting coach Lelia um, it's called dysregulation and parenting and we've gotten good feedback on it so far so if this is something you want to um, listen to more hop over to that episode when you are done yeah so um Here's another question for you. This is going to be Mm -hmm. hard, but I want you to do it. (laughs) Okay. What are some kind things that others have said about you that really just um, hit you in a really meaningful way that have just really filled you and spoken truth to you? Can you think of anything in particular? There's a yes.
2: Okay. That is a hard question, but (laughs) yes. um yeah um it's a it's a snippet of a story and I'll try to make it brief um a friend of mine and I well actually when I was in in my training I was doing my residency in Boston where um my school was and um she and I uh she graciously hosted me for those three weeks that's a long time having a guest in your home and she and I went out one night to um to a, a bar, a club where, you know, lots of the students in town would go to dance to this bossa nova group that was playing. I mean, how fun is that? Um, just two grown grown-ups out dancing is magical. Um, anyway, and while we were there, she recognized some things were coming up in her body and, and I was able to kind of be with her and in, um, stepping into different movements to help that wash over her and then ground after. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it was a really beautiful moment. And on our way home she was so generous with her words she said something to the effect of um, I don't think you know how helpful you are Mm. you know like how being with a person in the moment that you're you're good at that Mm. and I think my face was like (laughs) if you're only hearing the audio it's a very scrunched up tilted like "Mm," (laughs) face um And, um, and she said, you know, it's okay that if sometimes you have conflicted feelings on the inside, you're just a person, Mm -hmm. she said, and you need to know you can also be there for people that's also a a gift of yours, you can be a person and have that gifting um, Mm -hmm. in your in your heart, you know, and that was such a beautiful, um, like permission, Mm -hmm. you know, to still be a person. Like you said earlier, we're all learning, we're all growing, we're all healing all the time. I mean, that's the intention, the hope, right? And the goal. And we can be there for each other, we can bring what we know, and that's okay. And anyway, it was a really precious Mm -hmm. snippet of a memory I'll keep with me.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that person. Absolutely. Echo that.
0: Yes. And have given you the the encouraging feedback and have maybe seen that face even <laughs> <laughs> of like, oh, you sure of, of wanting to receive it? And also being just human and knowing your, your, your flaws. I don't know if that's the right word, knowing your, your struggles and your yeah. humanity. And yes, yeah. that's what, welcome. that's how I love that. It's
2: all welcome. And that's what um, spurs me on and i'm sure you guys too and lots of other people we get to work with it's those things where we feel like we're in those tight places you know our stressful um stuckness in our own hearts or minds like that push us forward to learn to grow to research Mm -hmm. to to better ourselves does that
1: yeah
2: i don't know if that's the word i'm looking for but to continue to grow yeah Yeah. to continue to flourish you see what (laughs) i did there like having increasing levels of
0: (laughs) um love it.
2: I had a friend who's a therapist told me, she said, I get excited when, um, a personal challenge bubbles up for me because I'm, oh. I get excited that I get to dive into my own work again and continue to sharpen myself. And that, that mm-hmm. has also stuck, um, as an encouraging thing, right? It's a good thing when things come up, yeah. it's an invitation. So yep.
0: that was a cool thing. It's to a make. great reframe. That's yeah. really empowering versus yeah. shame inducing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, love it. So what Enneagram number are you and Ooh. what do you resonate with about that number? Like sure. makes you know that that's the one that you identify most with. Hmm. <laughs>
2: I don't know who it was, but they said, whichever Enneagram number hurts your feelings the most, that's yeah. probably your home base. <laughs> um, and at first, yes, that was true. I identify as an Enneagram four wing five. Um, and sure, for sure, the first time I read it, I thought, oh, um, there's that face again. Um, but then after, as I, again, have grown with that sense of what a four can be, um, mm-hmm. there is such an appreciation for beauty. There's an expansiveness to hold the heaviness and the goodness mm-hmm. at once, you know? And I think no doubt other numbers can do that too, but there's something um, special and expansive, I feel, in the heart of a four. That won't shy away from pain and heaviness um, while still being able to receive mm-hmm. and notice the goodness. Yeah. I identify with that yeah. really strongly. Um, that's something yeah. I like about being a four. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So fun. Um, <clears throat> okay. What do you like to read and what do you like to watch? Any mm. recent favorites you can throw out or just genres or?
2: Yeah, all the things. I'm um, I'm a wing. Uh, I'm a wing five. So I love to research. I love to learn and grow. I also have the superpower of hyperfocus. So I can dive into lots of books. I enjoy reading a lot of the um, somatic based practitioners. I enjoy Peter Levine's work, for example. Um, was
1: just Good reading some tonight.
2: Readings. Yeah, it, no, it, it, maybe done. it shouldn't be, but
0: it but is for Bethany.
1: It is. <laughs> I've, I've,
0: i remember you said that years ago you were like yeah i just i just because you had a lot of highlights and some of the mm-hmm. books and you were like i just i just read it before i go to bed a lot of the nights and i'm like you read really <laughs> this and you're like yeah it's like osmosis you put it below
2: your pillow you know
0: yeah.
2: um but it's invigorating it it keeps my mind um mm. i don't know it's a really good feeling to take yeah. in information especially to understand the body i've maybe i yeah. don't know if I doubt it's unique to force, but there's such an awareness of, of physical sensation and, and physiology at all times. So um, developing an understanding of what that means and, and developing a warmth and curiosity and compassion toward that is, for me, has been so good. Yeah. Um, I'm listening right now to Unbroken, I believe mm-hmm. it's called, the story of the gentleman who was a, a soldier in World War II. Uh, it was a pop, Angelina Jolie made a movie out of it. several years back I made the mistake of watching it on a plane once (laughs) um there's all yeah crashing and things but um it's incredibly powerful this indomitable spirit of this person Mm -hmm. um really awesome um, just to listen to his experience you know Mm -hmm. so and I push myself to engage with fiction more than I ever have and Mm -hmm. um anxious people I think his name was Frederick Bachman the author was funny and Um, light and just really great Mm. and we're big lost dorks over here we love lost and
0: (laughs) I remember you said that
2: like 15 years later how long has it been (laughs) but every night we've been watching the office reruns because they're like our friends
0: Uh, okay so what do you think this is kind of easing into some counseling um, therapy conversation but that more on like the human level what do you Mm -hmm. think people really need this is kind of an existential question at their core what is it that humans really need and long for
2: from my perspective love fear or love (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys have seen tick tick boom that it's the story of the guy who wrote rent a musical on Netflix, but he has this really awesome song. Oh, it's, we really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Um, But he has a song where he says, fear or love. Don't tell me the answer because your actions speak louder than words. Mm. Um, And I think a lot of, not everything I suppose, but a lot of things can boil down to is this action or this sensation, Mm -hmm. right? Or these thoughts that are coming or these patterns of relationship, whatever. Are they um, the product of self protection, mm-hmm. right? Or are they the product of me caring for myself and being able to give care to someone else? Like, mm. that's super simplistic, right? But yeah. boiled down, that's what comes to me. That's,
1: yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: Reminds me what Lelia said last episode, Mm -hmm. we asked her like, how would you describe nervous system regulation and dysregulation? And you know, a totally different question, totally different vein. Mm -hmm. Her answer was, it's all about connection or disconnection. Mm -hmm. Like, are you connected with yourself, which then means you can connect lovingly with others? Or are you feeling disconnected at the moment? Um, Or, you know, chronically disconnected. And, and it's just, uh, I love when these big, huge, deep Concepts that mm. love, for instance, that has been written about for thousands of years, um, can really also be boiled down to something so simple as the juxtaposition between fear and love, and yeah. what makes us feel alive as humans, and what yeah. what is just um, so meaningful to our yeah to our lives, to our relationships, to our knowing. All
2: of it. and vibrancy of life. Yeah. Right? Like giving life that the uh, a shine, you know, mm-hmm. and and color. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, yeah. I love how she phrased that.
1: Yeah. It
2: can maybe for some people the words fear and love have a certain sense to them or mm-hmm. um connection that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So her words are so wonderful. Is it self-protection or is it warm connection? Mm -hmm. either way the sense is the same you know do we feel safe and expansive first with ourselves to pour out with others or are we needing to protect ourselves you know Mm -hmm. that seems like a a very meaningful continuum right that we could all Mm -hmm. benefit from exploring where we land on it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the word
1: that came to my mind Lauren, when you said that was safety and i just Mm -hmm. love how like love is safety like Mm -hmm. Um, connection is safety and so it's interesting you said there's different language that will resonate with different people Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're not safe you're experiencing fear if you're not connected you're experiencing fear and lack of safety if you are connected you're experiencing safety and love and so Mm. they're just complementary to each other and I think that comes with like the different perspectives comes with like training and experience and personality of what uh, language is useful for, for people. People.
0: Yeah. What culture, like, <clears throat> yeah, how they see the world, their, fra- their world. But It really, it really boils Absolutely. down to this,
1: the same meaning though, same experience.
0: Can right. I feel
1: safe for myself? <clears throat> Can I find yes. safety with other people? Can yeah. I connect with other people and feel safe with them? Can I, do I feel mm-hmm. loved by them? Can I love them? And do they, threaten me and so
0: um
1: I just love that invitation of what comes to your mind and I think that's part of the work that we do is understanding like what when you feel something giving a a language or meaning to that that feeling Mm -hmm. um, of I feel something but I don't know what I need well Mm -hmm. be curious compassionate what what do you think that might mean and then you can start getting that language and understanding your the language of your nervous system. And and that could just really launch you into that healing process of healing and pursuing and um, valuing your voice and your, yes. your needs. So thank you for sharing that.
0: That's like a perfect connecting point to what modalities, what therapeutic modalities um, do you resonate with, which, what, which mm. excite you? And um, that, what we we're talking about had a lot of parts feel to it for me, mm-hmm. um, but I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear, I would love our audience to hear cause I already know this question. <laughs> so, <laughs> this has love- been hashed out over many, yeah, very right. too long dinners. <laughs> that's right, so many. Um, yeah, so jump into that with us. Sure, so many. So many. <laughs> um,
2: so many. I, I get really excited by laying out um, lots of different approaches to therapy and really getting curious about how they connect, yes. right? Because so many kind of uh, are lots of different approaches focus more on the cognitive experience and some different focus more on the bodily experience. Some are solely focused on let's create things outside of us. And so Um, Or what all is existing within us? Like you were just mentioning parts work, Lauren. Like I love laying all those out and getting really um, curious and and trying to connect them. And and Mm -hmm. as much as feels useful to the person I'm getting to work with, bringing in what feels most relevant, you know? Um, Parts work definitely being one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I love um, getting to ask that question. How do you feel toward this experience that's happening for you and slowly getting to partner with, um, a client and, and chis- chiseling sounds too harsh a word, but kind of brushing away. And all of a sudden there's this little part there yeah. or this big part yeah. <laughs> that's, um, desiring needing something and watching that, the, the self of a person, um, come out from behind that part and get to see that part with compassion and to offer it support is a really cool and that can take a long time or it can be quick I mean it just depends on whoever we're getting to work with right but mm-hmm. that's a really beautiful thing to get to see yeah. um so that's one that's a long talk on just one um oh, it's,
0: amazing. <laughs> it's wonderful
2: um the somatic approach has been so wonderful to get to talk about with you guys and learn more about. I believe our um our bodies are such a clear <clears throat> what comes up to me is the phrase like a clear voice. I know sometimes it can be confusing what our body is telling us because it's not congruent with the situation we're in., yeah. so I don't mean clear in that way, but I mean it it speaks very directly at least in my experience, <laughs> yeah it's speak it's always speaking to us yeah. and so creating that space to be warmly curious about that and to take it seriously that invitation mm-hmm. to say you're worth taking seriously Luke I remember the day you offered me that very clearly you looked at me as I was sharing something you said you know what you make sense and I've always like carried that <laughs> and and my heart since that day because I do mm-hmm. and that was such a precious gift of permission to take myself seriously and the things that my body were telling me, you know, mm. because so often I know I received it and I bet you guys did too, you know, of to push those things to the side, oh, you know, or um, disown them in some way. So anyway, learning about somatic approaches of um, honing into that, taking it seriously. And then I love to blend that with um, a training called focusing oriented Uh, Expressive arts therapy. Now, of course, this always depends on if creative expression feels useful to the person I'm getting to work with, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But if it does, we do um, a lot of drawing little gingerbread people, (laughs) which is super creative, right? But and then mapping out that experience of what's going on in the body and getting to sort of interview it with kindness and belief in it that it's trying to offer some direction or goodness. Yeah. Um, I love, love, love incorporating those two things, some form of externalizing through creative expression based on what's alive
0: inside of us, you know,
1: um, mm.
0: that's a few. Yeah. And that's why she is a wonderful addition to flourish therapy. Yes.
1: Because
0: that those, um, integrated top-down bottom-up trauma-informed, um, person-centered approaches are just bringing them all together yeah it's 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 supportive it's effective it's um, yes. powerful for for clients so
2: and hopefully very validating right like that's mm-hmm. a big um concern of mine and I know you guys too that everything we do number one be in partnership right with the folks we're getting to walk alongside
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so in you know I always start with folks, like I I view as my colleague in this process, Mm -hmm. I'm bringing some stuff, sure, but you're you're the expert on your own life and history, Mm -hmm. I have, (laughs) what what can I offer, I don't, I don't know where you've been, but Mm -hmm. I do bring these things, you know, so how can we be colleagues together in that? Um, But then, yeah, trying to see what feels most relevant, one, out of all these things, you know, we've just mentioned and laid on the table, um, we mentioned validating um, that everything we do be from that posture and that position that in one of our very first conversations that you guys shared with me, that whatever is happening, happening within this person, within myself, there's a reason, mm-hmm. you know, we can believe that this makes sense um, and be curious about it from there. So yes, yeah. that we war- hoping that our clients experience that warm validation and belief in them. um always yeah yeah, it's a big goal
0: and uh Luke why don't you share the statistics um about counseling how having that connection you've told me before with your therapist where you feel believed and supported and good rapport with them what what percentage was that and the
1: so what I heard in grad school was like the out the outcome of um, therapy is determined by like twenty percent is the modality that you use, twenty um, percent is the motivation of the client, and sixty percent is the relationship with uh, the therapist.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, if there's That's safety,
0: con- both, is. if there's
1: safety, affirmation, belief, that in itself, th- those dynamics is what drives the client towards health. Just a, a a space to be mm. themselves and to heal and to be okay and not to be judged, not be criticized, be affirmed, and and then another twenty percent of how they receive that and then go do it, yeah. and it's only really twenty percent of the clinician mm. um, that predicts
2: the modality, the question yeah. yeah, that we use. Sure, well, wow, yeah. that's so powerful. I, yeah, and that just shows the the power of that. we were talking about earlier that continuum of when we can slowly together move toward that can that's half of the continuum that's that warm connection how Mm -hmm. much that gives the self the permission to step forward Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. begin shepherding our caring for the more hurting parts instead Mm -hmm. of them always feeling like they have to step in and and lead everything
1: right exactly and it reminds me
0: of um, the power of co-regulation like Mm. we are created for um each other we are we are made for one another and the place of that should have been our greatest gift and Mm. power in our life is often the greatest place of harm relationship Mm. and the greatest place of hurt and you know our neurodevelopment as children isn't always what it should be because that co-regulation doesn't happen in an ideal way Mm -hmm. Um, and so how needed is that although that is so important and you can't just erase all that Mm -hmm. as an adult step in and create those co-regulating relationships as adults which really help you you know it's like it's hard to know what comes first the chicken or the egg like yeah. is it self-leading and regulating the inner parts or is it yeah. you first get that co-regulation with a safe adult and that helps you then regulate your mm. the world with that co-regulatory effect you know sure. you, no one really knows for sure but it but yeah. both matter and yeah. both Absolutely. Are so such powerful ways for us yeah. to to grow and to heal and um that's one of the reasons therapy is so so um, effective and mm-hmm. meaningful for people because of co-regulation and the beauty yes. of that for humans. Yes. I,
2: when the other day was reading something, I'm sure lots of folks, it was probably a, a meme or something, you know, um, but saying, um, you know, that we hear lots of talk about regulation, which we need to talk about and we need to be cultivating it. Um, but, it, you know, regulation is really just internalized co-regulation, mm-hmm. which is what you're talking about right in our early developmental period, yeah. that co-regulation becomes the capacity to self-regulate. Right. And uh, like you just said, you know, a lot of us, for what, all kinds of different reasons, don't mm-hmm. develop that as much as we could. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting to to get to provide or open a space for that as much mm-hmm. as a person would like to take advantage of it. It's here. you know um also with honesty and sharing things back and forth like Mm. i don't know it's a very powerful thing Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i and i think that's why somatic work and uh, Mm. polyvagal theories resonates with us and even ifs is the internal self-regulation the internal Mm -hmm. co-regulation that Mm. can turn into self-regulation of reparenting your nervous system that um you can find safety. You can be a safe person for yourself, where you haven't found mm-hmm. safety um, in other relationships, and those co-regulating external relationships can be just as can be also beneficial. But all but that internal co-regulation mm-hmm. of reparenting can help both oh. of those. If you can find both of those access to both of those, it becomes a very powerful self-regulating. Um, yes pathway
2: yeah that's something i didn't even mention earlier pvt polyvagal work
1: yeah it's
2: just
0: exciting yeah (laughs) it is do you remember years ago when you said um story follows state and Mm -hmm. i was like hey story follows state i thought our our story was predictive of our state mm-hmm. and 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 you like you explained it so well and it opened up this world of this concept of story file state do you want to just share on that for a minute
2: sure that was those were some great conversations <laughs> they sure were <laughs> that was fun um yeah and i, I think everything you said is true there's so there's just different meanings to the word story in that right right, in that expression um that uh, Dr. Porges came up with but yeah uh, yes like you said so we we have and that's something I've continuing and have learned so much from you guys about the story like Mm -hmm. doing story work and um, meeting our stories with detail also and compassion um and how those especially our early stories set the condition for our nervous systems, um, Mm -hmm. almost like a template, right? Mm -hmm. For how we respond or our body especially, then influencing our mind responds um, to whatever context we find ourselves in. So that's of course like the state you're referring to, our nervous system state. So our personal story kind of sets a template for our state reactivity, excuse me, Uh, or lack thereof in some people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there our mind then tells the story of our current context in that moment based on our state right Mm -hmm. um so it is an interesting loop there and all of it deserves curiosity honor and respect right Mm -hmm. every piece of that um and that's that's something that I find invigorating is getting to sit with people and kind of open up that big screen as much as their bodies will allow, right? We do it as, and as little increments as is right for the person. And and they get to set that of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and even that, that starts to build that sense of self that gets to say, no, this is my stop. No, I'm ready to go further today. Let's go longer today or (laughs) let's, uh, let's go deeper today, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that, yeah, that story <laughs> follows state, which is then set over, I'm viewing, like I'm picturing a big arch over that, which is our life story, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Becomes, it's like, it it becomes, what's the word? It's like, it, it becomes clarified yeah. over time. All the influences that are having impact one on another, we can start to really gently tease apart and give care to, you know? Um, but it is a really useful, axiom once we can kind of dive into it and come home to it right that yeah. sinks in deeper and deeper
0: yeah. we might need to have you on the podcast regularly oh, <laughs> goodness. Is, you are you just bring such articulation to these okay. concepts it's thank you it's yeah. fabulous i'm so thrilled for our audience that they are getting us <laughs> to enjoy chatting with you right now in a very very one-way chat but you know it's <laughs> a three-way chat just get to listen in
2: I hope it's having clarity yeah. <laughs> I hope it's <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I love that I think that dynamic has been so helpful um to understand because like understanding my story affects me like yes mm-hmm. but then it like understand looking at from a nervous system state it like gives language of this old story had been activated and sent me to let's say sympathetic Mm -hmm. so now i'm in a fight or flight so now i'm interpreting my environment as dangerous and through that lens of fight or flight Mm -hmm. and in that so that's where that story follows stay of I'm in sympathetic and now I'm, I'm scared, I'm not safe, I'm fight or flight, so now I'm interpreting my, I'm looking for cues of, of danger mm-hmm. yeah. because I'm not safe. And just like when we can help our bodies find safety by reparenting our nervous system, um, mm. being compassionate, allowing space, uh, having safe community, mm. it can also help us to find that safe and social, which then can create a story of, hey, you don't need to be on guard. You don't need to be scared. You don't need to be hypervigilant 100% of the time. We actually mm-hmm. can take a break.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, take a break. Yeah. <laughs> when our bodies get that message, right? Like, and it is one thing to to feel it up here. I'm touching my head, to feel it in our minds. And then once yeah. it settles into our bodies, wow. Mm-hmm. How right. incredible can that be?
1: And, and empowering it can be when you have that mm. language of like, oh, I'm feeling something. I'm so scared. I, but why? I'm sitting here at my desk trying to write an email. Yeah. Oh, well, the email <laughs> is triggering me of people pleasing or mm. something. And uh, okay, so this email is not actually threatening, but I'm interpreting it as a threat because of something else. Sure. I can come yes. to myself and have compassion. Mm. I can come to myself and say, yeah, it's okay that this, this is scary. Mm-hmm. I don't have to just go with it, of like, this is the story, this is yeah. reality. It's like, this is what my body is telling me is reality. Mm i can trust it that i am interpreting it this way but let's Mm -hmm. have compassion be curious and be curious about it and see what the real need is that i have so i can meet that i I think that's that's just a powerful dynamic of of healing and a very empowering Mm -hmm. um, part of that journey
2: as you were saying that luke i pictured I think in pictures, and I saw like the predictive text on our phones. Oh you God. know, how it's like that's kind of like our nervous yep. system state sets the tone yes. for how we, our our mind and body, begin to fill in the rest of what we're typing. Exactly. <laughs> it fills in automatically the rest of the message, exactly. and what you're talking about, or what I'm understanding, and what we're talking about is like yep. becoming aware that it's a predictive text situation. Yep. It's your body is feeling a reality we're not saying this is not reality for your body right. but it's not necessarily congruent with the situation which creates yeah, that lack of clarity and confusion right and I, so I well, love once that we predictive. can be aware of that so i good. love that because
1: even when we're typing things predictive text isn't always accurate
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is based
1: on the previous information and the best guess of what it's guessing you want mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's accurate and sometimes it's not and the healing journey that that journey of healing and understanding the language is being able to neurocept and taking that inner information of is this accurate of what i want to say or is this yeah. not accurate to what i want to say and not just believing like <laughs> i love you wanting to say like love your wife and it says love you popcorn You're like
2: um i do <laughs> so but, romantic um,
1: <laughs> not exactly what i meant and so we can like, back up and and give our nervous systems new language We're like I know I used to love popcorn more, more than people, but now,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. That can be a, a, a code word for when any of us is out of our window of tolerance yes. and feeling activated.
1: <laughs> I've got some popcorn. I'm popping. I love
0: it. I lo- that's, that's really great. Oh, wow. Uh, I, when you were talking, <clears throat> both of you were talking, I was thinking of this real-time example of Story Follows State, and I'm just going to share it um, quickly. So um, I kind of have this strong, sassy personality, and um, Luke's always loved that about me and not felt threatened about it. But when when his state was more um, sympathetic, which was more of a his baseline in the past, my sarcasm mm. and joking around would be predicted as harm yep. and
1: hurtful
0: we were talking about this on a walk the other night with our yep. daughter because I was teasing Luke and I was like I love that I can tease you so much now and be placed laugh and we just laugh and, it, and mm. it's received the intention is received totally you know um mm-hmm. the same accurately yeah it's not faulty there's no faulty neuroception with it anymore and it's wow. just like there's one of the beautiful um fruits of of doing this inner work and mm. understanding because in the past he didn't recognize that his state was off his state was in a protective survival state and so that's why the story was wow she's she's yeah. railing on me or she's not to say <laughs> i've never done that because of course i, I definitely have <laughs> but she's yeah
1: criticizing <laughs> me or
0: cool yeah 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 um, and now because you spend a lot more time and safe and social you have access to that state as as you're more um the place where you spend more of your time when when we tease it's seen as oh she's being funny and goofy and well mm. and flirty and it's it's so fun um which is such a small like you know seemingly meaningless oh. thing but that's the kind of the language of relationships is those small little bits that we give yeah. each other yeah. that are so often interpreted from our state so the story hollow mm-hmm, state mm-hmm. comes in the story is is a different story than one that's actually um accurate to the situation so yeah well, I love that's it. powerful we, so, so much, much
2: more room more yeah. play that those blended states right of feeling safe and feeling activated together that's play yeah and when when we are are, ours when our story has set that template of being in a more activated state on the regular when we are trying to play we get tipped over in that activation that sympathetic activation so much more easily but right by doing the work right and doing the work with gentleness over time like it's like That it's like a rubber band, it's getting stretched, and there's more room
1: Mm -hmm. for play. Yeah, that window of tolerance is growing. Yay for play! Yeah, yay for play. Larger
0: window
2: of tolerances. (laughs) Matt, can I say something really quick on something we just touched on a second ago? Yeah. And um, we were talking about, um, yeah, body, uh, like the somatic type work and PVT, polyvagal theory work. Mm -hmm. And just thinking like sometimes we don't know the story behind the sensation it's nice. just bubbled up for me as we were talking so i'm articulating it off the top of my head but we don't we don't know the story behind the why you know sure. sometimes and just focusing in on what's happening and staying yeah. with it and cultivating that ability to be with it and explore what does it look like to sit with this thing mm-hmm. instead of allowing it to take over. Yeah. Can we even step a toe in that pool? What is that mm-hmm. like? You know, mm-hmm. um, these these uh, are this mm, physiological things that bubble up for us become clues right to that story over time. There's no pressure mm-hmm. if we don't know that's okay. Yes, I guess is what came up for me as yeah. you were talking. Like, it's okay not to know. Right. It's okay to start where our body's at right now and cultivate kindness and awareness and the ability to be with, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and whatever un- unfolds, unfolds, right? right? Um, but yeah, that's a, co- an exciting thing to me. Yeah. yeah,
1: and the goal isn't necessarily to figure out what that mm-hmm. story is. It's yep. more helping you, your body's saying, I don't feel safe. And there is mm-hmm. a reason why, so mm-hmm point is helping your body feel safe now and if something comes from that if things open up from that great but Mm -hmm. if you can just be compassionate and safe for your body to feel and not judge and criticize oh i shouldn't feel this i shouldn't be doing Mm. this i shouldn't want that it's like oh there's a reason why you're there you may not know why that's okay but let's just let our body be be real and yeah um it's reliving something
2: mm.
1: and it wasn't feeling safe. And now can we give it an experience of, of feeling safe?
2: We can give it that now. Exactly. Regardless of whatever set it up, set that template yep. before. And whether you know what it is, now over time, whether you have yes. that information
1: or not, so doesn't,
0: good.
1: doesn't, isn't necessary to yeah. feel safe now. Uh, I so love that you brought that up. Saint, so thank you.
0: Mm. So um, we're going to wrap up our time. It's been so lovely. Um, and hopefully other people have enjoyed it. If not, we've had a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm certain that there's been been, been value. Um, if you want to just, uh, I didn't I didn't ask you this question, so I'm going to put you on this for a little bit, but um, uh, we've talked about a lot. Is there anything else you would want to say about what people who are healing from trauma, what you Mm -hmm. feel they really need? um, Mm -hmm. And it may be a summary or a review of what we've already said, but what what do you see people really needing as they're walking out their trauma healing journey? um, Yeah, to Mm -hmm. to make the the progress and the, the healing that they want to see.
1: Sure.
2: Um, the very first thing that came up for me is someone to ask them, yeah, to, to support them in drawing out what they need, what they feel like they need Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. moment. Excuse me. And it's okay. That's not putting pressure on the people to know what they need, but Mm -hmm. it's to open up that space and belief that I'm going to believe what you say. I'm going to respect what you say. I'm doing all I can to give that power back. Yeah. Right. That was taken at some point or overridden or disrespected, fill in whatever blank mm-hmm. is appropriate. Right. Um, and then with that comes in me, the belief, right? Like hopefully my behavior and the way I operate as a therapist um, puts on the table, working on our nervous systems, believing it, being mm-hmm. curious about it,
1: mm-hmm. inviting
2: um, Honest expression in whatever way feels right. If your body needs to move, then let's move. We'll believe it. If you want to throw pain at the wall, okay, not at maybe the office wall, but we'll hang up stuff and we'll throw it, or you know, it's okay to do the things we need to do to give care to our bodies, our spirits, our minds, mm-hmm. our you know, our story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe it all bubbles down to like, yeah, that partnership and asking those questions. And then in my, everything I do, I'm striving to um, support the body and the nervous system toward um, a healing, peaceful place.
1: Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. sure does. I think so. I'm ready to go get in a little hammock up on the top of the the hills of Eastern Europe and (laughs) have my cup of tea and just cozy into that because that has fleas healing vibes I'll bring in it through the screen mm. but yeah yeah we love your heart a good for... partnership yeah yeah it's good partnership it's really um there's a quote that I love by Sue mm. Kidd, and she says every pain on earth um longs for a benevolent witness mm. and we can't under value underestimate the gift that that is to be able to give one another, as friends, as therapist to client, as to partners, uh, self <laughs> to to part, human to human, human to human. It's 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 the stuff of life. It's the stuff that makes me get up in the morning and mm-hmm. yes, do this work. Absolutely. And with that
2: underlying, you know, the benevolent witness, of course, like you guys, myself, we're bringing in our minds, okay, I'm aware of state, I'm watching, I want to be aware of someone's pulse, I want to be aware of the color of their skin is there, have we gone pale, are we flushed, are we, you know, we're tracking, we're observing, we're all Mm -hmm. those things, yes, but we can bring all of that, and if it doesn't come with humility and respect and that spirit of partnership, um, it can all just bounce off, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not felt as, um, it's not meeting what's being drawn out of a person already. This, this is my, uh, right, like my, a deeply held opinion and belief, I guess, on in counseling. I can bring all the research and everything I've learned, but it's it's useless if it's not done in a way that's in a partnering respectful way. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to sound like there's not a lot of Understanding and cultivation of and research and things underneath, there is. Sure. Um, but we all, um, you know, we all want to lead with how can we partner well, right? And, right. Um, yep. and begin there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yep. that's a big, yeah. a big part of it to me. Yeah. Yep. Lead with your humanity.
0: Yeah. Imagine, yes. imagine that. And, you know, I think it is really important to say that because the helping fields um, don't necessarily all embrace that belief mm. so people have experienced a lot of harm a lot of our clients have mm. shared many stories of harm and uh some of the mm. uh content on social talks about it as the second wound mm. so the first wound was the initial trauma and the second wound was the I went to get help mm. who harmed me and I was already ripped open and bleeding out yeah. And you like, and some even say the second wound is more painful. And so it's so yeah. important, you know, people, um, even professional therapists, um, or coaches or pastors or or clergy leaders, um, parents, um, friends could do this. There's there's a lot of ways where people go to get help and aren't met with that human to human touch. Wow not met with humility and mm. with trusting the person has what it takes yes. what they need and not yes. being centered in that way and so i just love that you embody that really well so i love that you added that to mm-hmm. kind of your your heart in this conversation mm. so it's good great. to be
2: part of a team that values that so much yeah, mm. yeah man
0: mm. well we're going to wrap it Ooh. up. and I know it's just been- that was my hugging sound. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For those who didn't see you reaching across the screen. Yes. If you're listening on the podcast, just a reminder, you can always listen on YouTube. We have been putting all of the episodes up on YouTube. So if you want to see facial expressions and all of our funny movements and sound <laughs> in real life, sort of kind of IRL, um, you can watch it on YouTube. I'll just let you know as we wrap up that um, Bethany has a few more openings at this point Mm -hmm. to see clients. So if you are interested in doing some of this work and partnering with her, um, contact us at FlourishTherapy.co or on any of our social accounts, um, and we can get you connected with her. She can see people pretty much from anywhere uh, in the world, um, time time zone-wise. So, yes, that is available, and we're so thrilled. Mm -hmm to have we you. Are. It is an immense, immense pleasure and excitement for us. Awesome. Thank you thanks for being on the podcast. My privilege. Thank you guys Exciting. for having me. Well, thanks again for listening and tune in for next the next episode of Built to Flourish.
1: While it is a joy to provide our podcast content as a source of life enrichment, please note that information shared is not intended to replace or contradict any professional therapy or medical advice.